Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Live Mike is the name of this new little show here on KSL News Radio, episode 29 of this experiment. I'm grateful to you for joining us. Can I one last time invite you to send me a note? Please, I love hearing from you. The KSL uh, Utah Community Credit Union text line is 57500. In addition to that, uh, I was on YouTube recently. That's a thing on the internet. It's a video thing. Uh, I put a link to it on this new Facebook page. I'm big time now. Uh, not like one of you uh, mere mortals with your Facebook uh, profiles. I have a page. It's not friends I gather anymore. It's fans. And I'd invite you to be one of those fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lee Lonsberry on Facebook. Check it out. Uh, Boyd Matheson, you know, you host that Inside Sources show. He and I got together and kind of walked through the nuts and bolts of impeachment. I uh, tried to make it interesting. And there's a copy of that video uh, there on my Facebook page. I'm sorry. Producer Amy joins me for this segment. She's laughing at me. Uh, well, am I being a little pretentious? Yes, but okay. they are called fans. That that is the correct name. See? Just hearing you say it, that's right. It just it cracks me up. That's all. Uh, reason for producer Amy joining us here in studio. We're trying something here. Uh, the last segment of every Friday, uh, we're working on a name. Uh, something along the lines of uh, like the cleanup hour or something like that. The way things work here on this show. Uh, before and after each episode, we get together, producer Amy and I, uh, along with the rest of the team, Josh included, Gustavo and others, uh, and we throw ideas back and forth, or we'll email or text message links to different stories or ideas for stories back and forth, and those are pitches. We're pitching them to one another, and from there, uh, we will develop uh, the rundown for each uh, day's show. Today, uh, we spoke uh, to Senator Lee about something he's working on uh, to combat abortion around the world. We also, uh, I told you the story about Ken Sanders. He's got a bookstore uh, downtown. Might be going away pretty soon. So those topics, along with all the others of today, they made the cut. Now, there is a discard pile. Those stories brought up in our conversations, our preparatory show prep conversations that don't exactly make the cut. And it's uh, producer Amy going to walk us through the also rans today. So uh, with that, uh, producer Amy. What, uh, what what didn't quite make the cut for this week's or this week's episode? Well, I started uh, with one from you that yeah. you had pitched. You usually uh, we usually go with what you like, uh, but I'm happy to start oh, with yes. uh, with one that didn't make the yes. cut, even to you okay. that you pitched yourself this right. week. Uh, the headline for this is on Capitol Hill. One of the few remaining nonpartisan spaces is a barbershop. And this uh, article goes through how uh, you've got a lot of, uh, of partisan spaces. Of course, it's the Capitol. Yeah. One of those is a small barbershop. And uh, an interesting 
interesting fact about that barbershop. You have had your hair yeah, cut there. Yeah, here's the thing. This is the why. This is the reason I, I rejected the story, and I am so sorry to do that. I, I hope uh, Mr. Q is not listening right now because I'm going to tell. Here's the deal. When I was a, a staffer working uh, in the United States Congress, there was in fact a, a barbershop. It's in the Rayburn House office, but that's one of the three uh, office building that uh, that the members of the House uh, use as their offices down in the basement of the Rayburn House office building. There is a barbershop. House and Cuts. I just want to, that name house is cuts. great. That's very clever. Okay, great. Uh, so over there in House Cuts, anyone can go get their hair cut. Uh, be you a member of Congress, uh, be you a staffer, maybe you're a member of the Capitol Police, the folks that keep the building and the people who work there safe. Uh, anyone can go get their hair cut there. And when I first got to Washington, D.C., I thought, oh, that is cool. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to get a really cool Washington, D.C. haircut. I'm going to hear some cool Washington, D.C. Uh, talk there in the barbershop. I'm going to have a great experience. Well, I went down. And, yes, the walls are adorned with wonderful photos uh, of this barber along with all the famous people from history uh, who have gotten their hair cut. Now, the trouble is the photos on the wall there the politicians with whom he is posed, uh, they, they, they date back to a, a, a bygone era, meaning uh, this gentleman hasn't been really meeting with the, the new folks. And what has happened is, and I got my hair cut there so I can say this authoritatively, his skills uh, kind of deteriorated with time. And while it's a wonderful, lovely place, and like you said, and as is communicated in the headline, it's one of the few remaining nonpartisan spaces there uh, in the Capitol complex. But if you go there, you're not going to get a great haircut. I'm sorry to say. And I hate to have I hate to have admitted that and told that story because the man is so wonderful. It's such a great uh, experience to go and and hear from him. But man, it might be time uh, for a new barber in there. Uh, anyway, I'm so sorry. I feel terrible that I told you that. What's the next story? No Quick. one knows him. It's fine. Okay, new story. California considers declaring a common painkiller a carcinogen. So California has this uh, this long list of carcinogens known as Proposition 65 says yeah. that California must warn people of any chemical known to cause cancer or reproductive toxicity. And uh, this a common painkiller, you've probably taken it. It's in Tylenol, Excedrin, Sudafed, Robitussin, Thermaflu. Uh, it is uh, possibly going on this list. Okay, so here, so what, California thinks that acetaminophen is going to give you cancer now? Yeah. You you know, you, uh, this drives me crazy. And I've already made fun of California enough on this program. But thank you for the opportunity to do it again. Everything made, produced, exported from, manufactured in California is going to give you cancer. And they've got those rules, as you just mentioned, that if you, uh, if you make something in California and it appears on this list, you need to put a big, scary alert on the side of it. So if you buy, like, a pencil sharpener, oh, it's going to give you cancer. California says so. And now you're telling me that if, acetaminophen, if you buy California acetaminophen, you're going to get cancer, or at least in the eyes of the almighty folks running that great state? And they're moving here to fill our Utah jobs. Yeah. That's great. What else <laughs> so you got? Uh, tired Nation. Americans now averaging less than six hours of sleep per night. This one, I physically feel this headline when I read it. Uh, so uh, as the, the uh, this study has found that many Americans uh, are, on average, the respondents to a study said about six hours, 17 minutes of sleep per night. Uh, that was in 2018. In 2019, they found only about five and a half hours each night. And uh, so if the trend continues in 2020, uh, I five, just a flat five hours 
I owe a great uh, thank you to my wife. That's great. So people are sleeping. Uh, that's cool. How, how, much? Much, how much do you sleep a night? Uh, I'm trying to get more. We've talked yeah. recently in some of these pitch meetings about this story, too. Yeah. I need to get more sleep. Can I say something? I, I just want to take this opportunity to thank uh, my, my Grant Nielsen's putting his finger. How, how many hours? Six. Six hours? Six to six minutes, six hours and 15 minutes. And that's sufficient for you to function? That's expertly? right. Expertly? Uh, very good. Yeah. Normally it's noon to six, but then... <laughs> oh, you're talking about overnight. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, my wife allows me to sleep uh, for about seven to eight hours. I, I really enjoy sleep. I need it to keep my mind sharp and get me through these two and a half hours of radio programming. Uh, but listen, the r- reason she does this, it's remarkably generous. You know, I've got a new baby, and she's almost got sleeping through the night figured out. Out, but she's not quite there. And uh, what my uh, wonderfully generous, uh, beautiful wife does for me during the work week, uh, she says, listen, Lee, here's what's going to happen. You go ahead, you sleep all the way through the night, uh, and when little Piper gets up, and if she's hungry or needs a change or just needs some company, I'll take care of it. You go ahead and sleep through the night. And so, uh, honey, if you're listening, thanks a lot for that. Uh, I'm grateful to you, and it's not lost on me the great sacrifice you're making for me and our little baby. What else you got, Amy? That was very sweet. Thank you. Can I just add that when you have sure. a second baby, that's over. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> that's a warning yeah. right there. Let's, uh, let's squeeze in one more story. Utah housing prices expect to con- expected to continue to rise. Uh, record prices, cost of home ownership in the Salt Lake City metro area likely to rise to record levels in 2020, according to a new forecast. Did you, hold on a second. Now, so you've done a California craziness story. You've done a story about sleep. You've done a story here about what was that first one the barbershop uh, the barbershop so you have made me reveal uh the, the shortcomings of a storied old respected barber out in washington dc you have made me uh come down on california pretty hard now you're bringing up this last story because i think you know it's going to put me into a rant here we go so guess what the free market has some power and it's exercising and exerting that power here in the state of utah and in the downtown area some of those housing costs are going up why it's because people are willing to pay it. Some folks are getting elbowed out who have been there enjoying lower rents over the past number of years. But guess what? The free market's here and there's no fighting against it and it's going to stay here for a good long while. Let's hear if you have that same rant uh, ready when you're looking for a house. You think? Oh, jeez. Oh, listen, I don't <laughs> I know mind. That's coming. I don't mind sacrificing a commute. All right, that's it for this week. I'm sweating now. My lower back is broken out into a sweat. Under my arms is starting to sweat. And go get myself a little soda. Uh, next up here on these carousel airwaves, you're going to hear a legend. Grant Nielsen's filling in for Jeff Kaplan on Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News. You and me on Monday, we're going to join together at the U.S. Capitol. We're going to look at what's coming up during this legislative session. That's on Monday's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. 
Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.